Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hunt Podcast. This is episode 66. We are, um, 66 is divisible by both 11 and 6. That's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> all right, thanks for joining us. We're gonna, we'll see you next week. Um, first of all, we're glad to be here with you today. We've got the whole crew, Christian, Garrett, and Micah. Um, so looking forward to getting into discussion, kind of uh, going through chapter 11 of Genesis. We're looking at the Tower of Babel. Lawn. Uh, or Babylon, as Garrett would say, but my Bible says Babel, so that's what I said. And Christian noted that before we started that I apparently say tower. 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 Which is not to be confused with what is on the, the vehicles that make your car go in motion. What do they make your car? They allow your car to roll. They allow your car to roll, yeah. Because yeah, they don't make it go in motion. <laughs> like the engine See, you put gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Car Talk. Uh, where we no, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, we are looking forward to getting to that. But before we do that, next week I'm assuming we haven't talked about this, but I'm pretty sure we're probably not going to have a podcast. Uh, no due podcast to, for uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So unless you guys want to all get together, uh, you know, I love you guys. But Thanksgiving at <laughs> one o'clock. <laughs> um, I'm a pass now. Um, so we're gonna have a couple weeks off, and as we're getting into Christmas season, we obviously all are involved with ministries at our churches and Christmas is kind of a busy time so we might be spotty over the next few weeks so we're gonna do our best to, to do it through in person or in zoom but uh, might be a little spotty until the new year till we kind of get back into a rhythm uh, but so just be looking out for those and make sure you subscribe that way you know when a new episode comes out um, but Thanksgiving is upon us so I want to kind of think about something for a second and you might think this is going into something serious but if you've listened long enough if I'm doing it Decent I chances. Probably. I wouldn't expect anything. All right. So, what of like the traditional Thanksgiving foods? What is your favorite? And then let's we can give your opinion on turkey. Let's put turkey to the side. I know turkey hams. So let's go with like side dishes. Yeah, side. Okay, dishes. It's like green bean casseroles, that mm. kind of thing. What is your favorite? And what is the one that you would prefer it not to be normal? All right. I'll start because okay. I. That way you guys have time to think about it. Gary, oh, did I'm you already, hear my question? I'm already ready. No. I didn't think so. So <laughs> what one side dish for Thanksgiving would you want to that you would always that you always keep? My family always does a my mom always asks each one of us, like we get to pick a side dish yep. that we want. My mom just um, did the same thing yeah, too. So hey, shout out. <laughs> I gave her about we, ten though. Do we have the same mom? <laughs> we think we do. <laughs> Brother? <laughs> uh, and so I always uh, I always pick corn pudding or corn casserole, depending on... Corn pudding? What is bro, corn pudding? It is so good. And that is the one I will always keep. I also really like green bean casserole. That's a close I second. I love green bean casserole. Um, but it, like, my brother picks that, so I'm like, I, he yeah. he picked that, and I picked another one. It's, so there's corn pudding, which is a little more, like, liquidy. In this, like, it's more of a pudding base. More of a drink. Then there's corn casserole, which is, you know, more like a, a drier casserole. But either way, like, and mom's like, which one do you like better? And I'm like, I never know which one's which, but I like both of them. And they're like, they're my, it's my favorite side dish uh, of all of the Thanksgivings. The one thing of all of the Thanksgiving side dishes, I think the one that I could do without, and I actually don't mind it, but I would like be fine with it never coming back, is cranberries slash cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, like, I, I mean, I'm not against it. Like, I, I might put a little, I might put a bite on my plate just yep. to kind of taste it, but. I, I could do, you know, that would be the one I would be like, yeah, get that out of here because I'd rather have more corn pudding. So. Yeah, well, let me, 
I'm going to kind of be similar in a sense. Okay. Uh, I do love green bean casserole, uh, but I've never heard of corn pudding really, yeah. and don't know what it is. Corn casserole? You ever heard of that? No. Nope. Okay. Um, you should. You should. But I know. I know you can casserole just about anything. If you get ten items. That you get to pick yep. for the Naylor Thanksgiving. <laughs> you might consider just throwing I might that throw one it in there. Yeah, see, and what, just happens. see what happens. All right, here's mine. This is, I think it's overlooked at Thanksgiving. Like, it's only served at Thanksgiving. I feel like people don't like it enough. It's dressing. Oh, yeah, stuffing? Uh, Ooh, stuffing whoa. or dressing. What's the difference? I don't I know. Think, I think the technical difference would be stuffing is actually inside the turkey, in, yep. and dressing would be, like, separate. I, love I dr- call it all stuffing. Yep. but Dressing and brown gravy are, yeah. my goodness, I mean, that's, like, my go-to I Thanksgiving. Think that's my number three. Because it's the only time I eat it, yeah, and I, I just three. think it's great. And, and then I'm with you, man. The worst is anything cranberry. It doesn't even make sense yeah. why it's there. Yeah. I, so I'm, you don't I'm against even like it. it. No, would, I, I so, don't. Yeah. Okay. I vote we don't waste our time on I it. I would kick it out, but I mean, I might eat it if it's there. Like, I might eat it, but I mean, I'm not even if you, eat if you know what I look like, you wouldn't be shocked yep. that I would eat something. It's just taking a broom on the counter. Um, <laughs> sweet potato casserole? Oh, yes. Like it. Love okay. It. All right. So now, oh. Garrett, you can give your favorite and then your one that you would kick out. Um, I, I love I broccoli I casserole. Okay. Dude, gas. Yeah. Broccoli and cheese? Yeah. Fire. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Big that. Big fan. Um, I don't like anything with cranberries. Okay, man, we're all in the cranberry game. I'm not. But you don't. So you guys don't actually like cranberry at all. Because I don't, don't think like I it. like like cranberry well, juice. Okay, yeah, I mean, but I don't think I don't anybody know. likes cranberries. At like just eating cranberries, like the cranberry, uh, like that comes um, out of the can. Well, no, I'm talking it? like Y'all the cran- cranberry dressing or or yeah. whatever. You no, know, I don't cranberry like sauce. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm with you on that. So we all pretty much agree on that being the one. Do you all ever have ham loaf for Thanksgiving? Is that what the sandwich is? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's ham like loaf, ham it's with like pieces r- of cheese in it? No, it, it's just like. You ever seen that? Uh-uh. The deli meat that has like little bits of fake cheese in it? Isn't that, is that just That's like sausage kind of? Well, no, but it's like sandwich deli. Like, yeah. you know, it come in like slices. I think I know what you're saying. It's called turkey loaf or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know how ham loaf is ham made, loaf, but. Maybe. We used to have it all the time for Thanksgiving and Christmas meals. Yeah, I've never heard of it. It's really sounds, good. It's really salty. Yeah, I mean, ham is just... But I, I really like it. Yeah. So you turkey or ham? If you had to pick one. It really just depends on my mood. Never turkey. White, never white turkey meat. Always dark turkey meat. Mm, get the leg. But it really just hold it like a. I just give me that fried. Turkey. Really, just depends on my mood there. Between uh, smoked turkey is good too. Smoked turkey too. Right. Yeah. My uh, family are really good at cooking turkey. What's good is a, a turkey that is not dry, but it's not like super moist, and then you put gravy on it. Yeah. Oh, you gotta put. You gotta have gravy. Yeah, I would not yeah. eat it by itself. Come on, man. But like, you don't want what super do. dry turkey. But you also don't want super moist turkey with gravy on it because then you're ruining a good super moist turkey. So you want something like in between. It don't even yeah. matter. Or you could just double down and have, you know, just... Pretty much all my food's in a plate. I yeah, might as well yeah. put it in a blender because well, it's yeah. all no, going I mean, together. at Thanksgiving, I literally just pile it and then I pour gravy over all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like green bean casserole with gravy on it. It's good. Corn pudding, with it's fine. It's good. My grandma used to make the best stuffing. Like, uh, you, and... and not for just stuffing the turkey. We would just like, eat it on the side. Yeah, That's yeah we did. I think the technical term is dressing for that. But because no. you would put it on top or outside yeah. of it. But I it always call it, I call it stuffing. That's oh, just it what was I call so it. good. Um, yeah, the sweet potato casserole. You put like the marshmallows on it and like brown. I didn't sugar. like the marshmallows. I love. Oh, dang, I like bro. brown sugar when it's caramelized yeah. over top of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm getting hungry. Um, yeah. Everyone that's driving or listening to this is probably like, man, I'm salivating. Stopping at something to eat. Um, pumpkin spice latte or no. 
<laughs> or pumpkin spice flavoring or no i don't like anything pumpkin yeah it's growing on me a little bit but i just i'd rather not yeah. growing i'm that's not what you enjoy when you're running too, too hard you're growing yep growing. i'm not a huge pumpkin guy either. yeah i would probably ixnay that I'm a big peppermint mocha fan though and it is uh now the season for that so. it is all right, well, we have gone nowhere for the first eight minutes, and that is what we like to do here, especially when I introduce it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving and, most importantly, looking forward to spending time with family and just uh, being thankful. I think that's what we do at Thanksgiving, right? Something like Are that. Are we supposed to be thanks- thankful in, like, April? You're supposed to be thankful oh, all okay. times. Gotcha. I get confused with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is just a reminder for the year. Gotcha. Gotcha. We should have it, like, every month, then. I agree. I vote for Thanksgiving Man, we would, every we, month. America would be even fatter than the it is now. The third Thursday of every month we is a national holiday of Thanksgiving. We declare it. We declare. I declare bankruptcy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Christian? Office? No? The office? Uh, no. Sorry, guys. What? Yeah. I've so, seen a few episodes, but... I just, in that, they're like, yeah, you I have to declare bankruptcy, and Steve... Corel goes, I yeah. declare. I'm sure it's funny. It's hard to get into. He just yells it. <laughs> but once you get into it, man, it's awesome. It's kind of, I've not ever, like for people that say they can't get into the office, I understand it because I've never been able to get into Parks and Rec. Yeah, definitely like, I, like Parks and Rec. I love watching Parks like and Rec Parks clips and because Ron Swanson is just like an awesome guy. But anytime I try to watch a full episode. I would pay to watch a show with Ron Swanson and Chris Pratt. That. I mean, I don't know oh. what his name is in the show, but he's yeah. the actor. I would pay to watch just them too, because that's what makes the show good. All right, so Genesis eleven uh, didn't couldn't think of a better segue than just going right into it. So, um, yeah. Okay, you know, you're you're the rocking tower. the NIV Bible, right? That's right. Genesis ten verse ten. What what does we your did ver- that last week? Your We're not going back. I'm just kidding. Ten ten. Yeah. The first centers of his kingdom were Babylon, Erek, Akkad, okay. and Kalnei. In Shinar. See, that's interesting to me because you're what's your, what's the title of the chapter eleven the, for you? The Tower of Babel. Okay, so uh, that word Babel that, that's just the Hebrew word for Babylon. Um, it's transliterated in verse eleven to Babel, and the NIV transliterates it to Babel. But in verse ten, the NIV, like you're you're reading there translates it to Babylon, yeah. which is what it and, eventually becomes. In the footnotes, becomes. it says that is Babylon. Babel yeah. sounds like the Hebrew word for confused. Kind of. So Babel, the, the Hebrew word um, Babel is like a flattering way to say gate of God. But the, the Hebrew word for he, confused, is Bilal. So it's like there's a similarity to it, but the, the word itself, Babel, is like it shows the high view of humanity that the people in that kingdom had, Mm. that they viewed themselves as the gate to God, which tells you what the tower was supposed to be. You know, you you said last week, did you look up what a ziggurat was? I actually did not look it up. (laughs) I couldn't figure out how to spell it, so. I think it's Z-I-G-G-U-R-A-T. Could be. I could be wrong on that. Something like that. Spell checking, folks. Let us know. Um, So ziggurat is... um, the ancient cultures were obsessed with pyramids, with with just building. You know, you can you can look at Mayan culture, Egyptian culture, culture um, places in in Asia, and uh, three thousand, four thousand years ago, there's these structures that all look similar, that are pyramid shapes, and a ziggurat was one of them. 
Um, so their ziggurats were essentially pyramids that weren't smooth on all sides. They they had kind of multiple tiers to them. Um, and then they would have stairs going up to them. And at the top of that ziggurat was where there would have been an altar or um, a, a place of worship. And so they were temples um, or shrines. And this one here would have been as such. It, I, I think, you know, when we think of the Tower of Babel, we, we so often, we, um, we uh, picture, like, um, the Washington Monument, you know? Right, something, something very tall. straight up, super tall, that, that, you know, everyone could see for miles around. But the, the point of the, of the tower wasn't to be seen from all over, but the representation of it being the gateway to God. So when it says in um, verse 3, they said to each other, come, let's make oven-fired bricks, um, and let's build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. That word, top in the sky, or that that phrase, top in the sky, is kind of a metaphor for we're wanting to reach to the heavens. Um, we're, we're wanting to be the gateway to God. And so when it says, let's make a name for ourselves, their name was Babel which means gateway to God. Mm-hmm. And so the two go hand in hand, where they're, the building that they make, the, the tower, um, which um, I, I have to look that up a, a little bit, but I'm thinking that that word for tower also can be used to describe a temple, but I'm not, I, I got to look that up. Um, but anyway, the... The, the point here is that when they built it, they didn't build it with the intention of we're building this incredible structure that everyone for, for miles around are going to be see, they're going to see, but we, we're building this because we want people to think that we are synonymous or we're the way to get to God, mm. basically. And um, another thing that, you know, and we, we can talk about that before we jump into the next part, but another interesting point isn't that they just built this tower. It's let's make ourselves a city, and the tower, yeah. Um, the the two go hand in hand there, but that that's kind of the background for what this tower tower was. It was more like a temple than yeah. it was. Like so, a so, what do you monument. guys think? What, what do you guys think is you know a lot of people know the the basics of the tower um, of Babel in, in the story. What do you guys think was the biggest problem? Is it that they're making a name for themselves and it's all about self glorification? Uh, also, while trying to build something, a gateway to God, like you said, or do you think? Is what you see later in verse ten, uh, where it says they were they they were scared or, or they had like an insecurity that they would de- be dispersed over the midst of the earth. Um, so, so do you think it was? What, what do you think was the main problem here? Was it the pride, or was it that they were scared that God had called them earlier? What we see uh, in, in the story of Noah, He called them to disperse amongst the earth. Uh, and we see that in a calling. So do you think the issue here is just they're wanting to build a name for themselves or just their fear of the outside world and hmm. spreading apart? Maybe well, of comfort. Um, I think the two goes hand in hand. It's, it's you, you're, what they're doing. Uh, no, got to pick one. Christian <laughs> S, you got to. I mean, it could on. be both. I, but, but I mean, like what they're doing is in defiance to God. So as, as being in defiance to God, they're elevating themselves and saying, we're the way to God. We're the arbiters of who God is. But then we also, we, we, we want to 
hold ourselves powerful um, and to do that, to hold yourself as more important, is then to also ultimately go against the directives and, um, and, and, and decrees of what God has told you to do. So, you know, the two go hand in hand. They said, let's make a name for ourselves. Basically, you know, when you establish a city and then you establish a place of worship, you are... Uh, that would be then identified as a colony or or as a a city-state. And um, so by saying we're making a name for ourselves, we are establishing our roots here. And and this is where we are going to live and reign, so we won't be scattered. But then they're also elevating themselves in the process of making this claim. So I think those those two go hand-in-hand. They're not doing this... Because they fear God and don't and want to go against Him, I mean that's part of it. They they want to go against Him, but it's also a, a measure of pride that they they are elevating themselves yeah. as they're trying to avoid what God is telling them to do. Right, and I see that too, Mikey. Any thoughts? Ah, uh, you know, there's not ever much going on up in here. <laughs> um, echo, no, I mean, echo, yeah. Uh, I just, it's kind of interesting that making the name for themselves, to me, I don't know, maybe it's a dumb thought, but, like, who are they making a name for themselves? For? I mean, I don't know, it's interesting just to hear the, like, like you all had, I've already kind of talked about the, the mission of go and disperse. Yeah. Like, you're the people group, you're all the people, this is it, now go and disperse as you, you know, the flood ends, but they're just like... We're it, but we want to make a name for ourselves. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just kind of an odd. I don't know. Yeah. Just I don't know. Maybe it would make a lot of sense yeah. if I was in the situation. Do you think but. there was a distrust? Because like Genesis chapter nine, it says, "And God blessed Noah and his sons, and He said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth.' Mm-hmm. So so there's never a this was a command from God that yeah. hey, man, I've created this whole <laughs> earth for you. There's lots of great things out there. Uh, do you want? To, I want you to go fill the earth and see all the goodness that I have created and yep. all the great things and different landscapes that I have made. And, and it seems like for them, it almost looks, it's like a total distrust in God that yeah. God, we know you've called us to fill the earth through our ancestor Noah, uh, but we're just going to kind of stay together. Uh, and, and, you know, I think we struggle with that today too. You know, God calls us to, to go to different places or God calls us to, you know, for all of us guys here, he called us to come to Russell County. What, what would it look like if, if we said, man, Russell County, I'd never heard of that place. Yeah. Or I've never been there. You, you know, what, what does that look like? And, and I think in, in our lives today, in application is just thinking, you know, there are times where there are commands in Scripture, and maybe it's not specifically going somewhere, but maybe it's doing something. Yeah, and instead, zone. yeah, instead what we do is we, we, we continue to huddle together in our churches yeah. because we're comfortable there. Yeah. Not saying that, that that is totally issue within itself. Church is great. But, but maybe God's calling us to do more outreach yeah. or more whatever it might be. You fill in the blank. I think there, the, the, in order to come to a conclusion of interpretation you have to be able to date it so like either if that's the case if that's how you, how it needs to be interpreted then you would have to say um that all of this is taking place prior to civilizations having been expanded um in the sense that like you know think of the 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 whole of world history we archaeologists can pretty well date these Mayan temples, the 
the ziggurats in Asia, the pyramids, they all really come to the scene around the same time. Yeah. So if you're saying that that structure was what this temple is here, then they had already dispersed. Um, but if you're saying that that structure predates the dispersion as a whole, like that they hadn't already started spreading all over the earth, um, then I change. I think it changes a little bit what's going on here with the building of the tower. Yeah, I, um, kind of what I would understand is it, it seems that it predates maybe maybe not all dispersion. Uh, of course, we'll never know that, but I think it does predate <clears throat> a moment of dispersion. You know, now the whole earth had one language. Yeah, and, and you know why they all can communicate well with each other. They're uh, in. I think the dispersion would come afterwards when what we see later on is when God confuses their language, uh, which would have made them to separate. Mm. Uh, and, and, of course, I think an issue that gets brought up, and I don't think we need to go into this as far as I don't I don't have enough scientific knowledge, but, but, but think about there was a time when all the countries and continents were together in Pangea. Yeah. Uh, I've heard what, when God dispersed, is that when you know you got the same kind of split. temples? If, if if it is accurate, and I haven't researched that, around the same time, do you think they would have? Well, it would have had to know. been a a lot of earthquakes and um, exactly. a lot of splitting yep. at, at one <laughs> given point of if it because that would have only been four thousand years ago. Yep. So or no, it would have been um, five three thousand BC. So what is that? Five thousand years ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but those are questions that. Maybe not worth getting into. No, it's just, it's, uh, but, they're interesting. But yeah, it is interesting to see kind of the same structures being built. But, you know, humankind is very similar. And <clears throat> but I, th- I think the, the big point here to be made is that they had elevated themselves above what God, uh, they had elevated themselves above their rever- their reverence for God. Mm-hmm. Like they, they were building themselves a city. They were building themselves a tower. Like, these weren't things done to worship and exalt God. These were things to worship and exalt themselves, in a sense. Well, I mean, this is a it's a continuation of what we see in the garden. Um, you know, of, of there's a, of, you know, the fruit that they partake of. Um, there's an element here of wanting control, uh, wanting whatever it is. And for them, it was one, you know, to be the gateway to God, yeah. to make a name for themselves. Um you know, for Adam and Eve, it was through temptation, the the knowledge of good and evil, and and you know the Satan's description of the or the sorry, excuse me, the serpent's description of of uh, you know you would be like God if you ate from this this fruit, uh, and this is the recurring element in our lives. Um, you know, often we we do that and we try to, for lack of a more descriptive phrase, play God in our lives and in lives around us and we try to you know elevate ourselves over that and uh, when god blesses us with things we give ourselves the credit for hard work or whatever uh and we kind of take that credit so to speak um i think it's uh it's this it's the recurring element of sin that we see through scripture and we'll see um you know until the new heaven and new earth i think there's and i mentioned this last week the mention the 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 constant kind of theme of cities being places where evil happens is is picked up again here. Um, you 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 get this description of Cain as being the founder, the first builder of cities, um, and then you of uh, 
um, what what's his name? Neymar is is that um, Nimrod? Nimrod. Nimrod. Neymar is my favorite soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> Nimrod, who um, was who was a builder of cities, and that is called being a hunter. You know, and and that was the metaphor is as you're being a hunter. So you kind of get this reference of cities being places where where the people are gathered together, and and evil takes place, and um, that's what's taking place here. And and God's command there that um, if they have, he he comes down and looks at the city and the tower in verse five, and and it, his response is, if they have begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan will be impossible for them. And so I I think there's this kind of. Reference to the fact that when people gather together and they do all of these things with in, ill intentions, when evil compounds in that sense, um, and, and everyone are everyone is united in that um, kind of evil and selfish and pride, um, that that is when unrighteousness takes over tenfold, which was what was taking place here in, in Babylon. And and that's why God confused them and scattered them and, and, and jumbled up their language, not because, not because he was, he just, you know, wanted them to finally go out and scatter, but because if he didn't, the unrighteousness of man would compound all the more because when you keep gathering together people full of pride and selfishness and yep. evil within them, yeah. it just compounds. And that was what's taking place within the city that they were building, within this tower that was kind of like the the um, the ultimate show of pride. Um, and it's almost like God's confusing and scattering of them is, is mercy. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to let you live a little longer and... And, and and prevents you from letting your unrighteousness get to its full measure by doing this act to you right now and making causing you to scatter. Yeah, and in Noah we we see the in Noah we look in Genesis chapter six that there was wickedness in all the earth. Not it doesn't say that they were in one city or uh, all together, and we don't know that and how it was dispersed before the flood. Um, but there was punishment for that. And now you see what what you said. It looks like mercy. God's the spreading of people out. Uh, and I think it's interesting to, to think that, you know, all people spoke the same language at one time. Hmm. Uh, and then just to, can you imagine the mass chaos that broke <laughs> out uh, at that moment that I'm thinking, you know, have you guys ever been to another country before? Yeah. All right. Where, where, where'd you go? Uh, the one with, I think you're getting it. Foreign language would be Canada. Yeah, with the foreign language. Okay, yeah. so they speak French a lot up there. Right. Mm. Yep, French and oh, they speak something else. Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Hey. There's <laughs> no, a lot of French is the predominant language. I think there's a lot of like Native American. Yeah, and then languages. Garrett, have you been out of the country? Just Canada. The Canada. Canadia. Hey, Canadia. So, so you think like, man, just being it's in kilometers. Yeah, of everything's. Miles. It, it's just it doesn't Metric. even make sense. You know, I've, I've been in uh, Brazil bagged before. Milk. They have bagged milk there. 
bag milk, man, like the good old days in oh, school Oh, yeah, lunch. my, my <laughs> wife's from Brazil, and so like, yeah. anytime she's talking to her yeah. parents, it's like... Exactly. Yeah, no I mean, like the greatest example of all time, and Garrett's like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to like Virginia before. You know? like, like, oh, oh, yeah, my wife's Brazilian. Someone from Brazil, I forgot right? about that. That's I'm right. just, she, she speaks such good English, I never even think about right. it. But yeah, it's just, man, in that situation of when you are, when you have to be forced to communicate with someone who doesn't speak your language, you know how hectic it is. And uh, like I've been in places where I've had to try to ask for directions or, or try to have a conversation. And you just sit there and I remember in Brazil, we just sit there and laugh at each other mm. because they would try to talk in the most Brazilian jitterish that they could gibberish that they could that had some sound like English. And then I would try to talk in, you know, the, the best amount of Portuguese that I part, could. Yeah. And it sounded terrible. And their sounded terrible. And it was just so fun. We just laughed because we had no idea what anybody was saying. And, and that, it was a laughing matter. But at the same time, it was, uh, it was confusing. And it was chaos. And I wouldn't want to be in that situation yeah. my entire life without learning the language if I was going to live there. Uh, and you can just imagine the chaos all of a sudden they're like, Hey, Bobby. And then some guy just starts speaking a different language. What'd you say? Do you think? Repeat that. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, is it just that they're, they all, the words they said didn't change, but just how they were heard were different? Do you see what I'm asking? Did the words change or did how they? So the words that's change. an interesting, and, and that I think there's a, a major kind of natural, naturalism is the philosophy that everything can be explained through through like a um, understanding of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- so a naturalistic, Natural, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a naturalistic <laughs> view of this text makes it really hard um, because languages are formed over thousands of years. Mm. I mean, it takes a long time for languages to change. So this has to be a supernatural event in the sense that God snapped a finger and everyone was talking different. But oh, what yeah. does that look like? Um, there, there are linguists that have narrowed down what would have been the original language of humanity. It's called English. Um, it, it's it's called <laughs> yeah. it's called Paleo-Indo-European. Is is what the uh, and and they've they've just found similarities in all the languages on Earth, and they have found that the original place would have been around the Middle East, yeah. and that would have been where the first language kind of formed, and they found all these kind of similarities in these different words and languages all over the world, and they've narrowed it down, and they've not really constructed the language or reconstructed yeah. the language, but they've kind of concluded that this is where it would have began that that there was at one point a single language over humanity the question is how did we get all the other ones was it just a a quick snap like the bible says well is there a naturalistic explanation to it um that's that's where like i I think there it was supernatural um i think as bible adherents we have to be uh hugh ross Kind of that other side that I've mentioned before that, that Bob, Bob's old brother, Earth, yeah, Bob's yeah. brother, Bob's. He would, he would, and I don't really know off the top of my head what his explanation is, but it would be naturalistic. Like he would give a a, a reasoning somehow. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to try to deign to say what. He yeah, would say, I, I just feel like for this instance, it's you know we've already seen God do supernatural things with the flood, and yeah, uh, and you can give a natural explanation that oh, mm. it just so happened with the weather, and <clears throat> you know the way things lined yeah. up, and you can give all that gibberish all day too but 
But I think just understanding that, you know, God said, man, let's go down and confuse their language. Yeah. And, and however he did it, if he did it, it's supernatural, um, knowing it's from him. Uh, but, but I think in that moment, you know, what is he just going to provide teachers and they all just randomly start teaching a different day and they're like, yeah. oh, we forgot our language. Like, yeah. it just seems like something that supernatural happened that caused them uh, to disperse immediately. And, and of course, we'll never know uh, the true answer, but we know that God intervened and God intervenes and confuses their language for a reason because he, he didn't want them to continue to glorify yeah. self together in the comfort of their... And I think Scripture doesn't mince words in, in the order that it's, it's in verse 9. Therefore, it is called Babylon, for there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth. So it's yeah. not that he scattered them, and then as they scattered, they picked up new languages. Right. It's both happened at the same place and likely at the same instance. Um, and so the Bible doesn't mince words there, so it'd be tough to come up with a naturalistic explanation for how that... And I'm sure there right. are some, but I don't know what they would be right yeah and i I agree with that and and it's just the idea that god came down he saw their city he's checking it out and then he's like hey and i think he saw their hearts their intent in building because you know like when jerusalem was constructed by david a man after god's own heart right when the 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 drawing for god's house the temple was was drawn up and solomon um erected the temple those weren't things that god caused the israelites to scatter and confuse their languages but those were things done with a different intention in the heart. Um, For the, the glorification of yeah, God instead of man. The intention of the heart here is the issue. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of the rest of chapter 11, not to, like, skip out of the tower and not to leave it out, is is some more genealogies um, leading to Abram. Uh, and that's kind of the, the, the these genealogies, again, like always, genealogies give us a... Um, some time stamps. They give us some family lineage, which was important to the culture and which should be important to us as we understand Scripture, Scripture, but ultimately to lead to Abram, um, who would become Abraham later, and uh, kind of the beginning of, um, of of the chosen people. And we see the, the Abrahamic covenant mm-hmm. um, and see in the, the, you know, you get the Noahic covenant and then the Abrahamic <laughs> it's The covenant with Noah. Noahic. Uh-huh. You say you would say no attic covenant oh, okay. instead of no hick. It's no attic, nomadic covenant, and then <laughs> okay. the Hebraic covenant with Abraham. I mean, with the uh, covenant with Abraham uh, that was after the covenant with Noah, and we uh, it's a covenant with Abraham. Of course, is leading to uh, Israelites and leading to uh, all of the nations, and so um, that's kind of the genealogies uh, lead to that as far as in chapter eleven. So. Um, yeah, and that's kind of it's interesting the, in that gene- genealogy. You're like one by one. I think it's a genealogy. Yeah, gene genealogy. <laughs> um, you're you're one by one. You're the you can see the lifespans of people lessen, which is going back to what 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 God said um, earlier that that man's lifespan will will be no more than 130 years. And it kind of took time for that to take place, but now, little by little, um, you, you see Shem um, lived a hundred years after he fathered um, Arpachshad, two years after the flood. Uh, Shem lived a hundred or five hundred years. Okay, but then you you go down, and the last of the line, uh, Terah, lived two hundred and five years, and it's like that every time you're kind of moving out of. 
so by the time chapter 12 starts where Abram's addressed where or where Abram is is um, now God is focusing everything to Abram you're, you're getting this this shift in the middle of the narrative from primeval history from history before history to now we're caught up to modern history for mm. for the Hebrew reader um, as you get to Abram. It's, it's almost as, as if sin has, you can see what sin has done to the body. Yeah. I, I think you, you see the, the death and disease that it brings, it, it's starting to deteriorate deteriorate the, the human body as you go to where we are now. And we have cancers and diabetes yeah. and, you know, all kinds of different things. It just seems that it is Without modern medicine, we would think yeah. about the lifespan that we know, would all have. Which know, is a miracle yeah. from God, but you also still see the effect of sin yeah. on our lives with everything going That's on. It's an interesting thought, too, because um, Augustine said, quoted um, evil. Um, he identifies evil as the privation of goodness. As another way of saying it, evil is rot inside of good. Yep. So you, you can't have evil unless there's good, but evil exists because good exists and because free will exists, yep. and that's the rot inside of goodness. Now, the thing about rot is it doesn't just automatically get to a spot where, like like a, a giant um, tree that has fallen down in the woods doesn't just automatically get to the spot where it's completely punky all throughout and it's rotted all throughout, but it slowly over time gets to that point. Yep. And that's what we see happening throughout primeval history is rot is now spreading and spreading and spreading and spreading in God's goodness. And then you get to Abraham, and it, it's you know kind of almost to this point of modern spread. But even with Abram, you know, when, when he's going throughout Canaan, um, God tells him, I'm going to give this land to your ancestors because the sin of the Amorites has not yet met its full measure. So even in Abram's time, unrighteousness and evil and sin hadn't gotten to the fullness that it would eventually get to um so but yeah that that's a that's a cool point to make yeah so uh don't make any plans to build towers of babels or babylon uh towers of babels babels what did i say you said towers of babels towers of babels that doesn't make any sense why would i say that I don't think I, I thought said that's that. what you said. I don't know. You have to back it up and listen, but no one wants back to do that. So, um, yeah, don't don't go building any towers <laughs> or ziggurats, or unless your <laughs> don't go your, chasing your heart. Your heart's intent is in the right place. Yeah, for truly, and your name Lord. is David or Solomon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for joining us today and uh, kind of wrapping up this um, Genesis beginning of Genesis and the first eleven chapters. Um, Looking forward to uh, getting back together in 12 weeks um, after the holidays and just, uh, yeah, you know, 4, 12, what's the difference? You know? 10, 30. Yeah. Three hours. No, it's almost two. It's not 10, 30. Um, okay. So, yeah, glad to hear uh, yeah, you uh, bear through this podcast with <laughs> us. And uh, for those of you that stay this long, congrats. You have patience. And you get the gear and prize of going and giving us a comment, yeah, and a review seriously, and a rating, yeah. So, however, all that social media stuff works, yeah. Garrett's like, however, those computers work, the technology things. Twenty twenty one, it's almost over. It's crazy. Twenty twenty two, at the doorstep. So, thanks for joining us today. Genesis chapter 11 and uh, kind of wrapping up our first 11 chapters of Genesis. So uh, looking forward to getting back together in a few weeks, like Garrett said. 
uh, use your uh, use those intelligent phones and uh, <laughs> um, leave us a review, leave us a comment, and uh, just look forward to getting back together in a few weeks. Uh, and you know, as we talked about today, the uh, intent of the heart, uh, like is like, can be like rot. You know, sin can can uh, uh, rot inside of us and kind of make us rot from the inside out. So, um, yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Garrett, why don't you press out? Let's roll. God, thank you for this time we've got to spend studying your word. For the message, the um, the need for us to honor you, to not honor ourselves, to seek you and not our own pride and, and accolades. God, help us to apply that into our lives in following your son as he sought us instead of seeking to glorify himself and that we were glorified by his humility. Help us to glorify you through our humility. We love you, Father. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.